What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm Chance Ellison. And I'm Robert Parker. And this is the PWCA, the podcast at a cool acronym, where it's all face and firm all the time. And we are on episode five, or, well, two, eight, I don't, I don't know how this is number recording to, like, you know, <laughs> breakdown of the double episode. But either way, we are on episode five, which is Lights, Candace, Action. Classic. Classic uh, fun. Classic fun. All right, so you know what? Let's not waste any time. Let's get right into it. So, uh, Robert, what's the you know what's the setup for the boys today? So uh, the boys are essentially YouTubers at the opening of this episode. That's uh, that's very accurate. They are the uh, you know you know the YouTube channel that makes like every Christmas like, movie scenes like really cheap budgets. Yeah, that's yeah, them. That's them. Although yeah. like they, their, their stuff looks really high quality. Yeah, well, I mean, they're the main characters. They, can, they have to be high quality. Um, yeah, Phineas and Ferb are making YouTube videos, basically, just, like, short films, and apparently there are huge, huge hits on their website, uh, getting, like, their last episode got, like, 176 million views or something crazy like that. So these guys are big-time uh, YouTubers, short film directors kind of a thing. Um... So that's sort of how the episode opens up, is they're filming one of their videos, and Candace interrupts them because she is trying to memorize lines uh, because she wants, she loves the book, uh, or excuse me, it's the play. She, she, uh, she's so, auditioning for the lead role in the play, I guess for school, even though it's, we're in summer. Yeah, she's she's memorizing lines for the play The Princess Sensibilities, which is her favorite play. Uh, she goes to stop Phineas and Ferb making their monster movie in the backyard. Uh, she bursts in, screams at them, and then she accidentally destroys some of it. Uh, and she's like, oh, you guys are so lame. And they're like, well, I mean, we have like 100, almost 200 million hits. So that's kind of how the episode starts. Um, and then their hey, mom Meanwhile, comes... uh, by coincidence, uh, there's a movie, there's a movie yeah. going down the street. Uh, it's an adaptation <laughs> of the Princess Sensibilities, and it just so happens the lead actress quit. Yeah, it is, this is, of the episodes that we've seen so far, this is the most serendipitous situation that we've ever seen. Literally, their, their mom, Linda, gets home, and she goes, oh, there's a movie filming down the street. It's a movie version of the play The Princess Sensibilities. Candace goes, she runs into the producer's uh, trailer, and he literally just got off the phone with the lead actress who just quit. And then she starts reciting lines and is like, I'll do it for free. And he's like, oh, you're hired. I mean, that's that's Hollywood for you. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly I, I think, I think you has a lot... Isn't where he says, like, that's serendipitous? Yeah, no, uh, that, I think that's literally one of Phineas's lines. Yeah, because uh, Phineas and Ferb, because of the money that the producer will save not having to pay his lead actress, he hires the, quote, hottest new directors in town uh, and hires Phineas and Ferb as the directors. And, yeah, I think the line is, how serendipitous. This can be like a brother-sister thing. Uh, and Candace is distraught that she is being directed by Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, she, she just feels like, uh, do I want someone a little older? I'm like, hey, with 100 76 million hits they can be diapers for all i care exactly exactly um but yeah uh phineas and ferb end up doing rewrites instead of calling it the princess sensibilities it's called like uh the pr curse of oh, the curse princess, of the princess monsters. monster or yeah the curse of the princess monster uh and they turn it from like this like romance play into this horror monster movie 
and, and, and they just make and they just keep this this production is like a nightmare. Like yeah, oh, it's, yeah. it's like it's it's like I want to say it's like a loving setup of like the complicated productions of Hollywood because like you know you, you hear all these like horror <laughs> stories about like you know this, the production of Jaws like Apocalypse Now or like the birds like that's. It's mm-hmm. like like a heightened version of that because there's a scene where uh, I think there's a scene where like uh, isn't there one where she's attacking a city? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, she's yep. attacking a city. They're throwing stuff at her. They seem like oh, it's like this this part, this part where you come out of the pool of rats, of rats, spiders, and snakes. Like I'm not. She's like I'm not doing that. It's like don't relax. They made a rubber. All the well, snakes, the snakes are, anyways. Are anyways. <laughs> and then real rats and spiders come strolling like across the stage. <laughs> Um, my favorite scene of the boys plot in this uh, in this one is when uh, Finny er they give Candace this like fruit hat. It's like got bananas and oranges uh, and all this kind of stuff. It's for a tropical dance and number. She goes, yeah, is this for a tropical dance number? And Phineas says, oh, we're trying to find some new interesting camera angles. So we strapped a camera to the starving monkey. Uh, and he sprints after. And then he goes, oh, sorry about the monkey thing. Now here, take this sandwich. And remember, we haven't fed Ferb today. And now we've strapped a camera to him. So Ferb just starts sprinting after, I think... <laughs> that's that's my favorite scene of the boys. No, oh, yeah, I, 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 I was about to bring that up next. Yeah, that's just that's just hilarious because, <laughs> yeah, probably my favorite or one of my favorite for most of the, of the first season at least because he's like, yeah, like oh, okay, take the sandwich. We're gonna strap the camera firm. And remember, he has not eaten yet. It's it's it, it's the same thing that happened in the next scene. He's like he's eating that same sandwich. Yeah, he's just munching on the sandwich. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's essentially the extent of the. The um, Candace, well, Phineas, and Ferb plot until well, you also get we also get the uh, the last sequence of the film, which is the uh, fa- the monologue she was practicing at the beginning of the film. Oh yes, uh, at the beginning yes, of the yes. episode, and <laughs> and like they're doing everything. They have like a giant wind machine. Uh, they have a part where like a bunch of rose petals supposed to drop, and they drop like magical a, girly dust. And magical then... girly dust. They drop like a, a box full of kitchen sinks. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's the uh, something from the planet cleaning supplies or something like that, and it's just sinks and like kitchenware and that kind of stuff. Um, and they go to the editing room and they watch, and it's just it's awful. It's just Candace struggling through, forgetting her lines, wind machine blaring, like her off the bed, and then Ferb does a couple clicks and types some things into a keyboard, and suddenly like it's actually Ashley Tisdale. Um, just, like, very poorly photoshopped, like, actively act poorly photoshopped. In, yeah, like, it's, it's, definitely it's clearly on purpose. On purpose. It's clearly on purpose. Uh, and Candace just goes, I look beautiful! Yeah, um, it's just like, like, thank you, and they, well, that's when they go to the, it's when they go to the premiere, and which we'll get back to later, because yes. uh, we have, they have to go into the, uh, Perry the Platypus Doofenshmirtz uh, plot line, which had, does he have any, like, special entrance this time? Like, I can't, I'm not sure Yeah, uh, Perry literally kicks down and just demolishes Doofenshmirtz's door, his front no, I, door. I mean, into, into his lair. Oh, into his lair? No, uh, I don't think it's anything special in this Okay, episode, but yeah, no. this, this one is where he, uh, kicked down his door, right? Yeah, he destroys Doofenshmirtz's <laughs> door. Is this, more, is this the one where he's just like, that wasn't even locked, and that was an expensive door? 
I don't. I think yeah. I think this is the one where he goes that that wasn't even locked, and he goes this time you'll pay. And then Perry pulls out his wallet Hands and like up. starts hand, like handing over cash. And Doof just goes, "This is this is solid oak. Like, what do you think this is? Like talking about how expensive a door it is." And then Perry just keeps paying him like bills <laughs> on bills of cash. Yeah, he's, just, he's just like you can't just go around busting down doors, you know. Yeah, exactly. And uh-huh. like this is the first one where I think it's just like his plot really isn't that it's it's not really evil because like the whole plot revolves around Jewish merch trying to age cheese. Like, yeah, he has. He literally he, just wants to make the perfectly aged cheese. Exactly. He ha- like he because he has a passion for cheese making because of course he does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he has As somebody from making. Wisconsin, I can respect that. And oh oh well, yeah, you're you're, you're Wisconsin, Ian, Wisconsin, yeah, whatever. Yep. Yeah, well, that, I, I imagine that this word, appeals yeah. to you. Five, <laughs> five out of five perish forever, just yeah. just for the cheese plot. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah. So he he had apparently a passion for cheese making. He has this uh, this wheel of it wants to like lim- like Limburger. That's uh, a stinky Limburger. Yeah, that's it. Just an like, old Doofenshmirtz family re- recipe. Yeah. He's like it's still got it's still got to age for another 80, 80 years, something like that. Uh, it's like fifty eight. I think it's like 58 and a half or 59 and a half years. Yeah, it's, it's, like it's some like arbitrary number of years. Yeah, exactly. Here. But he's like, so, hey, who, who has that kind of time? So he has uh, his, a- his ageinator. His age accelerator. Age accelerator inator. Yeah. Uh, which when he shoots it, when he shoots it, it accelerates the it accelerates the age of any like person or thing. So all he, all he does is just shoot this cheese and then he's done with it. He yeah, that's just perfectly aged. Yeah, he, he gives Perry a slice, just like, okay, here you go, be careful, once you start, you won't be able to stop. Mm-hmm. And he goes, he goes to the kitchen to get some crackers, and he comes back, and Perry's eating the entire wheel of cheese. And it's it's perfect, it's just one of those cartoon moments where you can literally see the cheese wheel in Perry's stomach. Oh, uh, it's like, it's like it's some Looney Tunes stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly, it's like, he it, it looks like a Frisbee. Yeah, he, he, he's just looking like, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Uh, so Doofenshmirtz obviously very upset uh, that Perry ate all of his cheese tries to shoot Perry with the age accelerator inator turns it up like to the highest setting and just starts shooting it willy nilly um, which is where we go back to the boys and Candace's plot. Uh, they are showing their movie to a like they're, a they're, limited screen. Their target demographic, which is yeah, all which like is teenagers. teenagers. They like just they pack the theater with a bunch of teenagers, and the producer literally says, "If they like it, we're in business. If not, the film's dead," or something like that. Something like that. Um, yeah. And well, the, like, they're, they're, the, the film starts, and they're they're loving it. They're cheering. Uh, and, so, and then a blast from yeah, then a blast later. Like, yeah, you just hear a bunch of cheers and like, looks like we're a business kids. Yeah, and then you just hear like a blast hit the theater, and then they look inside, and all the all the people are just like they're all older now. Yeah, they're literally all seniors. They went from teenagers to seniors instantly. And and like they, they, there's no there's no like big reversal. So like we have to assume they all stayed that way. No, yeah, you have to assume that they all literally moved. Like they went home and their parents were there, and their parents freaked out, and then they just ended up moving straight into nursing homes. I, I, I want to see the episode where it deals with the aftermath of this, this episode. <laughs> that you know, the lost episode of like we see all these kids who were just teenagers suddenly like functioning seniors. Like yeah, they're exactly. not just adults. They are they are elderly people. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they they all walk out of here angry. The preacher's like, okay, well, picture's dead. 
<laughs> like yeah, Vader's, well, the movie's dead. Yeah, Vader's from taking it really well, just like, oh, we had, we had fun, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, Kansas is taking it. Oh, well, before before we go back to the, get to the end, we gotta go back to Divish Mertz's place, because, uh, yep. you know, there's a big explosion. Both uh, Divish Mertz and uh, Perry are both elderly now. Yeah, Doofenshmirtz uh, backed Perry into a corner, turns the, the knob up all the way, and then actually blasts both of them, so they both well, become well, cause, old. Because the thing blows up. Yeah, the the age accelerator nader explodes, yeah. so they're both super, super old. Perry, like something out of a comic book, rips his skin off, and he's not actually old. He was, like, wearing some kind of suit. Oh, yeah, it's like that, a like, de-agenator accelerator-proof suit, eh? Yeah, an, an well, age accelerator-proof suit. And then he was like, well, guess what? He tries to rip it off. He rips off his clothes. He's like, yeah, I didn't have anything. Well, it's 4.30. I guess I'm going to go to bed. Curse you, Perry, the platypus. Yeah, and the, we never really see how Doofenshmirtz gets um, de-aged, but we have to assume since it happened to Doof, he could probably make it happen for all these kids, too. Probably. Pro- probably. Probably. <clears throat> uh, but we, we cut to the end, and, okay, this is really down because, like, she like it was her one chance to be a star, and now it's gone, but, like, Phineas is just like, hey, you know, we, ha- we have footage of all your best scenes. We'll cut it together, put it on our website. And uh, <laughs> they cut to they cut to the end. They cut back to them at uh they cut back to her at their house. Uh, they upload uh they upload they you know look at the footage which she apparently hasn't seen up to this point. Yeah. And all the footage is, is the part from the beginning of the episode where she steps on their set from earlier. Just like you guys ruined everything. Just like slowed down just to yeah. like a grotesque level. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then the world explodes. And it's the end. Yeah, literally just like a, 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 the earth on a string just blows up, and then their short film ends, and they're like, wow, 200 million hits already! Because they uploaded it to their website or whatever. Um, and then there, Ferb's one-liner, uh, Phineas just goes, remember, famous fleeting, and Ferb just goes, but, but the, the internet, internet is, is forever. Good, good, um, good message for the kiddies out there. Exactly. The episode ends okay. I mean, obviously, like, Candace faints and her reputation is ruined forever. Well, yeah. But at and, least and we it's learned just like, It's luck. just such an unexpected ending. I give him a lot of credit for that. <laughs> oh, I completely, completely agree. Yeah. Uh, there's also... Uh, there's no, I know you're big when you mentioned the song. There actually isn't on this episode, which I, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yeah. There is no song this episode. This is the first... Uh, there are very few times in this show where there isn't a song, and this is one of them. Yeah, I think, well, because, like, looking at the production code of this one... Hold on. Uh, actually, no, never mind. Uh, I, I don't know why there was no song, but they probably couldn't find a way to fit one in. Yeah, I mean, there really wasn't a good way... Like, I like this episode as is without a song being added. Like, if they were going to add it, it probably would have been with Phineas and Ferb and Candace while they were making the movie. Probably. Um... But I, I like that they didn't do that. No, yeah, absolutely. <coughs> uh, so, uh, Pe- also, it's also worth noting that this is, like, the first episode we've seen, or, well, the first one since the uh, the Backyard Beach one, even that she kind of tries. It's the first one where Candace is not trying to bust the boys. Yeah, Candace is actually, this is one where, like, their evil, or the boys' scheme is not... Uh, a harming hand is Candace. Handis? Is not har- it's been a long day. Has not is not harming Candace, and uh, she's actually going along with it. Again, something that happens very few times throughout the series. Exactly. So, uh, overall, your rating. Uh, well, overall, your closing thoughts on the episode, Robert. 
I like this episode. Um, I definitely don't think it's as brilliant as a lot of the other early episodes. It's definitely not as iconic as a lot of the early episodes. But I really enjoy the sort of uh, meta Hollywood YouTuber aspect that is clearly intentional in this episode. So I, I like it more for the insinuations than for the actual content. Uh, yeah, your rating? Uh, yeah, and my oh, final well, one, rating... one to five parries, but you're right. Yeah, one to five parries, I'm going to give this one a three and a half parries. It's good, it's not great, uh, it's not that memorable when you compare it to a lot of the other early episodes, so still good, um, but not one that I revisit very often. Yeah, I echo a lot of your thoughts. I mean, it's a perfectly good, functional episode. Uh, which, uh, which, although a lot of them like that, doesn't really rise above the pack. It's like it's like middle of the road phase, which is which is still a pretty fun time to watch. A lot of good Hollywood stuff, uh, the Doofus stuff, although very brief and very simplistic. It's still it's still always still always really fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, I, I about the same. I give it about three and a half parries. Yeah, definitely solid, but nothing that you want to go back and rewatch the second you finish it. Um, yeah, unless you're doing yeah, unless like like with a lot of these, unless I'm doing like a rewatch of the, the entire show, I don't rewatch yeah. it a lot. Uh, yeah. So that's it, Robert. You want to give your plug before we head out? Sure, yeah. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at R-B-R-T-P-R-K-R-9-8. That's my first and last name, no vowels plus a year. You can find me doing admin and hosting duties on Take 3 Productions, admin hosting and question writing duties at Full Metal Media, specifically for Full Metal Geek, and you can find me on the other other podcast I do called Fireside Chit Chat with Zach Ford, and that can be found just by searching Fireside Chit Chat. All right, and you can check me out Twitter and Instagram at ChanceWars underscore 91. Check out my other podcast, Notorious by Chance and Series Study. Uh, yeah, and also subscribe to subscribe to this feed. Uh, we'll, we'll be rolling out all 104, but not 104 day, days of summer episodes of this show. Uh, and uh, tune in next week or, or next time because it's probably go up around the same time as this one, uh, where we look at uh, Raging Bully, which is a big episode mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. So uh, uh, anyway, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye bye.